are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. And welcome in, folks, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. I am Ted, currently uh, watching my local side, the Richmond Kickers, play a Monday night USLE match against Charlotte. So my mind is going to be in two places. So, John, you're going to have to kind of carry the weight. So if I do like a, a weird cheer. Ted, or I'm, like I'm getting used down. to this now. I'm getting used to this. Two podcasts in a row you have been physically or mentally split between Richmond Kickers and DC United. So well, it at no least, thing. It, at, least, at least this time I'm not at the game. I am true. watching on my TV. Improvement. So, and Yes, I can. I, I I will be focused. I am a, I am a professional. You are a professional, a professional. millennial. You can do a, you can do five <laughs> things at once, just as well. Exactly. All the time. Yep. Yep. How was your weekend, John? Well, we had that soccer game. That was cool. Uh, a lot of talking on Discord. I was on Discord a lot. There's lots of yelling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then after or before or during the game, someone hit my car in the parking lot. That made me mad. Oof. So yeah. Other than that, you know, I played baseball again as I do every weekend. Um, there was a man that was pitching that was 67 years old in the league that I, a 36, almost 37-year-old person, was in. And he struck me out by throwing about 35 miles an hour because I, it's ridiculous. I, I, am, I, am, I am pretty sure I saw once. I believe it was the Open Cup. I believe it was this like Greek team from Charlottesville came to play the kicker's runs. And I am pretty sure the keeper had to be... At least pushing fifty. Well, I now I believe in it. Now I've seen it. I have. I have seen the power of the olds. Anyway, how was your weekend, Ted? It was good, man. It was good. Uh, there was no no live soccer for me. I went and, and hung out. Uh, hung out at a sports bar with a friend to watch the the DC game, which was a lot of fun. It was it was refreshing to see uh, what we saw, and we'll get into it in a minute. Um, had my uh, dog had his uh, gotcha day because we don't know when his birthday was. Right. Um, so we we had all that. And, <laughs> you weren't you uh, weren't there for the birth, so you're just taking no. people's word for it, I guess. At that yeah. point, it's like we do. He, he is a he is a wonderful dog, and uh, we appreciate him very much. So we did that. We, we did what he wanted to do, which is go on walks, along walks. He loves walks, so we went to a park and everything and. Uh, friends made, came over, made a cake for him, so a lot of fun there. Lot, lots of cute pictures of him. So, so we got times. we got times we got that is uh, dogs love walks. That's a fact. Uh, two fun things. Well, one fun thing, and then one sort of brain teaser. We're gonna bring out to the chat as well. I want to get your ideas on this, Ted. One starting next week, we will be giving away one free ticket to every DC United home game for the rest of the season. Yes, these have been generously donated by a season ticket holder who no longer wants to go there. So. Uh, his, his misery is your potential benefit. Uh, more details on that to come next week. We'll have sort of what that process looks like, but, uh, free, free tickets, uh, for free ticket, uh, to every decent night at home game. And then this thing, Ted, I want your opinion on this. So this was just, this just came up in my group chat before the, before the, the show started. And I want to get your take on this. And I, I will say that my opinion on this will have changed having had a kid in the last two years. Uh, a couple has sparked a debate after revealing they wouldn't trade plane seats with the child who was scared of flying and sitting in a different row from the mother. Uh, they also then went online to ask during the flight, like getting on Reddit, like, am I the AITA? Um, so a woman sat on the end of the row and her daughter was in front of them. However, the woman wanted to sit next to her daughter. So she asked the poster's boyfriend to move, who's in the middle. He said no. She asked if they could just have our two seats. We would have hers, daughter, basically like they wanted to sit together. Because uh, she was, the child was afraid to fly. Uh, and then uh, she refused because they paid $22 for their, their chosen seats. 
and uh, the girl also gets nervous on flights. So information we don't have is how old the child was. That, that we don't know. But, Ted, whose side are you on in this debate between the parent and the child and the boyfriend and the girlfriend flying to the, flying to the beach? See, I... So, so, so in my opinion, I am, I, I come from a, a generous, a generous soul in, in a lot of, uh, when it comes to money, um, I think it drives my wife crazy a little bit sometimes, um, how generous I can be sometimes Mm -hmm. to an own fault with my money. I, I would have probably been the nice person and given up the seat. I am, I am someone of a, of a, of a pure heart and, uh, I think having a child scared on a flight alone is certainly not not a good great, thing. right? Like not good for anybody. I agree with you, Ted. Ted, Ted, that is a, that is the right answer. I'm proud of you <laughs> for the right answer there. I think that, uh, yeah, man. I, I think I said in the chat, a child can't take his annex, but an adult woman can take his annex for this flight to mm-hmm. get through this one thing. Uh, hit us up in the chat. See, I want to know what you guys think about <laughs> who's the who's the who's the jerk? Is it the kid and the mom or the couple? And now it's time to talk soccer. It is time to talk soccer, and uh, we start with DC United, and uh, I don't know if you guys were aware, no one here, no one who listens to the podcast is aware of this, this is all just completely brand new news to everybody, uh, but former now former coach Hernan Lasada uh, was unceremoniously fired last weekend, we had a whole show about it. you guys were awesome, came, joined the lines, um, I joined a little bit, a little bit late. Uh, a lot of a lot of hot takes. A lot of people upset yes. about the news. Uh, you included, John. Yes, you were, me. Very you, mad. You, you, you were the most upset. We've had we've had a weekend to cool down. We've had a win um, uh, under Coach Chad Ashton. Um, have have any of your opinions changed at all? Hmm. I don't think they have. I'm glad they won. I think I think that I was I, I was in the weird position last week of not enjoying the victory. Uh, I think I described it as uh, I felt like someone had rode the merge lane all the way down the highway and cut in right at the end of it. Like they got rewarded for making what I believe was the incorrect choice. So as these goals were going in, I was like, mm, mm, I'm not enjoying this the way I should. Uh, and then as that, and then as uh, the game got closer towards the end of the game, I was like, there we go. It's all coming. It's all going to come to a head. So I don't like that feeling. I'm hoping it'll go away on Saturday. I think that it probably will. I think that I think this is a one game, one game situation. I still feel like this was bungled from top to bottom. I feel like the sort of in, the implications on certain journalists' Twitter accounts that there were eating disorders developed by the course of Hernan Lasada's actions. I feel like need to be substantiated if they are real, and if they are real. The Players Association should have been involved, and it should have been a lot more non-amicable, um, if that's what it actually was. If it was other things, then I wish communication would be a little bit better about it. But I understand people, you know, teams want to go about this a certain way. I I still think I would have given Hernan some time with these new players to see it, because it was about results, they said, also, not just the way the players were mm-hmm. treated. So I would have maybe done that. I would have maybe seen what he could we could he could have done with with taxi, but I, that to me says it was more about the the way that, that he was not had the locker room. I think I think that's sort of that's my take because the results after that few game that that few games to me says like you know 
I don't know. I, I just, I just, don't, I don't think it's that. I think, I think the fact that they pull the plug so quickly means that it's not wasn't just about results. What do yeah, you think? I you, mean, you're feeling. It, it, are you feeling a well, little bit vindicated by the outcome of the game? <laughs> I don't know if I'm necessarily feeling vindicated by the outcome of the game. I mean, the one player who played, who ha- who was the, the the player of the match, was the one player that Hernan Lasada got very little time to actually coach. Uh, so that's going to be the great mystery for this year. Even if this team goes on to the playoffs, wins MLS Cup, you know, the great mystery is going to be well, what happened if they just gave him one more game with Taxi in there. Um, he might have been a guy who could have really sort of, you know, rallied the troops, gotten, and he seems like he is well-loved in the locker room. We'll get into that. We'll cer- certainly we'll get into that in a minute. I I, I, I have kind of, you know, I, I read the story by Pablo. Um, I think, you know, again, I think there is something to be said for mental health of players. And one thing that has been very disheartening, I guess, to read from, from some fans is almost the inherent disregard for a player's mental health, uh, regardless of how much a player is paid. Uh, and a lot of these guys on DC are not really paid that much. The fact of the matter is, is that they're, they are, they are like an employee. I consider them an employee in just about like an employee of a company, any other company. And I've worked in companies. I, I had a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a kind of a thought about one job I had previously where things weren't going well. This new manager sweeps in. It was a sales job. Says we're gonna go out. We're gonna we're gonna you know I'm gonna whip this whole place into shape. And to start, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, let, let's see. Let, I, I like this. You know, the, hey, we have a direction. Let's do this. Then after a few weeks, a few months, you kind of realize he's kind of a kind of just a big jerk, and it's not really that enjoyable. And it really affects your mental health. It affects your day to day. It affects everything about you to know that you have to wake up the next day and go to this job. So I personally am more sympathetic to the players like that. And I think some some people almost seem to be saying, you know, almost just to an, to an effect, shut up and play. And I think that is completely wrong. I think everybody, regard, particularly of soccer players, it is important to be in a good mental headspace. I think reading certain things about, you know, Hernan Lasada not, you know, really speaking to players one-on-one, sort of, you know, shoveling that off to assistants, uh, I think is not good. I think the front office. This does not excuse the front office. This does not excuse the decision makers at DC for making the hire, and making the decision. They deserve blame. They also deserve blame for the roster they've constructed. If this thing goes, especially if this thing starts to turn south, and they have said quite clearly, we think this roster is better. My response is okay. Let's see it then. If this is the right call, let's see it. And I think we saw it to some degree, and we also saw still some of the same issues. And we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but I think I think it is very clear that he was losing the locker room. There probably were private discussions, maybe amongst assistant coaches, maybe amongst ownership, about kind of what was going on. Uh, that being the case, if this was really you know about the locker room and creating that sort of being the final straw, it's the right call. It doesn't exclude the overall picture of this being a bad decision overall from the from the front office and really sort of underscores sort of the mess that this team is is in i think uh, too in a lot of ways i think too it's important to say we don't know really anything mm-hmm. as far behind closed door we we both talk about their mental health and we can also say just as justifiably we don't know what the nature of their concerns the one thing we know for sure well, not even for sure the, the 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 data that we have as limited as it is in reporting so that he did not talk to play he didn't talk to certain players 
some players did not like the weigh-ins and uh and he would use his assistant coaches to talk to players some people some players felt locked out so it both I, I feel like mental health is fine i think it's fine to make that be a consideration i think it, certainly we can throw that into the mix we it's also possible that these players were asked a reasonable thing a, a concession whatever that was whether it be weight or whatever else and either didn't want to do it and so didn't do it couldn't do it and so didn't do it or did it and did it uh, so there's like there's there's variance in there some players would have had i think not being talked to and being iced out is unacceptable not from a mental health perspective but from a good coaching perspective from <laughs> from from like anything like your boss can't ignore you at work you know, putting it in the context of an athletic team, same story. Like that is that is Mourinho behavior, which he can ostensibly used to be able to do because of success. He could be like, "That guy stinks. He's gone in the summer anyway." Because I have complete control over uh, movings, comings, and goings, so I just have to wait this guy out and whatever. Uh, Ernan clearly did not have that weight. The other problem: Ernan did not have a track record that justified his sort of keeping it realness. Like he he had his decision and his ways. And they were going to be the way they were, come hell or high water. You can say, and I believe, that he told this to the front office. And the front office said, yeah, cool. Yeah, we want that. Let's do that. And then he did that. And they were like, oh, maybe we don't want this. But <laughs> for him to see the writing on the wall and say, he is for sure, things things are going in a, in a bad way. Either from a results perspective, some players are tuning him out and not doing, even if they should, right? They're tuning him out, even if they should be listening to him, even if they should be making way in, even if they should be doing these things that he wants, they're not. And he doesn't have control to move them in and out, and it's clear by the way things went in the summer. So you would think a a person that is concerned about their career a person that is aware of politics and aware of the world around them would say, all right, I don't want to change these things, but because I can only control what I can control, I'm going to change these things. I'm going to modify my behavior in some way so as to get most of what I want instead of none of what I want, which is what will occur when I get fired. Hey, everyone, this is John. Are you enjoying the show? We hope you are. And if you are, we'd really appreciate it if you took a second to rate and review the show on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Those reviews help new people discover the show, and they help us grow our audience. And if you've got a friend or a family member who likes soccer, tell them about us. Thanks, and back to the show. Um, so, and the last thing I want to say on, on that, too, is uh, Ernan, the team has something to blame because Ernan was as advertised. He was the play, he was the coach he wanted. I don't know if they necessarily knew that he had, you know, potentially personality frictions with players to the extent where he wouldn't talk to them at his previous mm -hmm. club. But for the most part, you know, the front office signed off on his uh, off-season plan of these sensors and the weigh-in. and the, Like, they, they wouldn't get those materials for, like, they're not using their own credit cards. That came from team money. So team-approved element. They didn't they make that up. Uh, so that part the team was aware of. But also, Ernan should have maybe Googled DC United a little bit before he <laughs> did this job. He should have talked to podcasters or fans or not, like, literally, obviously, but just did a little bit more homework. I think tea leaves again we don't know whatever the conversation was was yeah you know we've had 10 years of really the same results and we want to try something different uh and uh you know we're going to back you and we've got this training facility opening up and you know we want dps we had wayne rooney you missed him but we had him so just a little we could do that if we wanted to 
Uh, and then he sort of took that on face. I'm like, yeah, no, this is a great project. I want to do this. This is great. They're going to listen to me, and I'm going to turn this thing around, and I'm going to turn this thing into a European powerhouse here in, in three years' time. And maybe his agent should have told them different. Look at the, look at the coaches they were talking, at before, talking to before him. Chris Armas. Mm-hmm. Ezra Henderson, Ezra Henderson, Hendrickson, who got a job, Gonzalo Pinedo got a job, all sort of MLS, either lifers or new coaches or, you know, not known as shake up the game, reinvent MLS soccer, whatever else. Um, so you got to, you got to look at that too. And I, someone, I think I said, when someone said that, that sort of talk is victim blaming. It's not victim blaming. It's just, these are easier adults going into conversations. They have to have their eyes wide open and be, and be skeptical about what people who they don't trust yet are telling them and it didn't work out i'm i'm bummed i think you're also i think you're also bummed like you would like ernan to have worked out absolutely because it i mean again it leads to the question of are we are we going back i mean honestly going into this game the game went well my and my mood changed quickly um and i think i think taxi coming here was both a incredible release of just like at least one thing went right we have a designated player who seems like he it was is not going to be a bust. It's one game, yep. but it, <laughs> yep. it, having having a player come in and, and fit in that quickly is a very very good sign. Uh, a very good, very good sign for things to come. Uh, but I I, mean, I went into this game. You know, I, I'm watching it because I've been watching this team for so long, and it's it's I, I will probably it'll take a lot for me to. Uh, I'll say Dan Snyder levels of ownership badness yeah. for me to to turn away from this team. Yep. Um, but. And and I, I but I was disappointed because I'm like, well, what's the direction now? Like we had this Hernan Lasada, we had at the very least this coach, this identity. What's next? You know, what is the team going to do? I am I am so part of me is incredibly petrified that this team is going to go either either they're going to keep Chad Ashton, which if the other option is you know other unexciting coach Dom Kinnear, Dave Sarakan type, then okay okay I guess keep Chad Ashton. But then the question still comes, you know, what's What's the next step here? What's the what's the next? What 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 is our actual identity? What does DC care? And, and again, you know, the the team put out a statement, which I guess kudos, you know, or I guess it was uh, Dave Casper and Lucy Rushton putting out a statement. Yeah. Which I guess kudos for them. Lucy Rushton did give an interview. Um, I thought there was some good stuff in there. I thought it was still a little bit like I'm not leaving this conversation with knowing what the next step is. Honestly, I wish some reporter would just ask when they get these interviews with Dave Casper and Lucy Rushton. Just what do you see this team in five years? Do you see this team being a team that's going to churn through developmental players? Are you going to see this team going out and spending big money on guys like Gareth Bale? Like, what is the direction of this team? And honestly, to Jason Levian, too. And they don't do that. They don't communicate. There are so many other owners and FOs that communicate. They don't communicate. That's the biggest frustration with all of this is that there's just there's, there's actions without actual communication. And yeah. um, I thought the fans were right to do their protest. I have absolutely no problem with that. You guys pay your tickets week in, week out to go to these games. You've wa- We've all watched this team be stuck in stalemate, and we felt we finally had something that was, at the very least, an identity, and, and now it's almost gone. Yep, so. the, the drums aren't owed to anybody. And yeah. That, I, 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 thought that Bill, I thought Bill Hamid weighing into the comments on IG before that protest were, I would not have recommended that to anybody, mm-hmm. to Bill, to anybody. But uh, one last thing before we actually get to the game. Uh I was talking to Jose Umania before the game. I, I happened to catch him outside the stadium, who hosts with Mario Maya the Bad Hombres FC podcast, which covers DC United and the Spirit. A little plug for you guys. But we were talking about Chad Ashton, and he wanted to know why the fans, and then also me, was so ang- were so angry about Chad Ashton. Like, do they have something personal against him? 
and I want to be clear, I have nothing personal against Chad Ashton. He might give this team to the playoffs. He, he might. He, he seems very well liked. He he put on. He did a lot of good things in this game. I think that that secured those three yeah. points. It so. is not him. It is what he represents. And I wanted. To, and I explained to him that my issue was, uh, Chad Ashton was not linked as a head coach to any other job. And we talked about this on the show last week, but I want to repeat it, make sure everybody hears it. He was not linked to, the, to any other job outside of DC United over the course of time he's been here. He's been here before Ben Olsen. He preceded Ben Olsen. So, so long ago, Tom Sohn was his, was his boss at one point. And other than the time he was interim and was interviewed for this job, you've not heard his name linked publicly, maybe privately, and then if that's the case, I'm wrong. But with any position around MLS, USL, anywhere. To me, and to Ted's point earlier about what Hernan Lozada represented more than the individual that he was, was a style of play, a plan, what DC United was hoping to be both on the field, but maybe like, you know, what, what they want to be off the field as well. I don't believe Chad Ashton brings that to this club. And I would say that because he's no stranger to the club. And when he was asked sort of what, what do you want to, what is your goal here with this club? It was all about sort of player harmony becoming basically returning the locker room at least to what it was under the Olsen era where it was much more cohesive you weren't hearing you weren't hearing problems about players that to me does not augur well for the future they may get the results and that's fine but what I wanted was and we I want the results too don't get me wrong after this weekend <laughs> after mm-hmm. after last weekend now I want the results again but I also want to know what this team's going to be and I want them to be more than just you know, fill in the blank, uh, like replacement level MLS side. I want them to have an identity. I want them to have tactics that can be that are that are you know familiar from a week to week's perspective. I don't know an identity. And uh, Ernan leaving feels like that's being pulled out. It feels like we're sort of treading water. It may not be the case. Chad Ashton has a whole year, mm-hmm. both. In, and I, I said this with Ben too. What he has to do is speak to the media and communicate himself, communicate his thoughts and philosophies and ideas. He has to say those things because we can't imagine them. And, yeah. and coaches that don't say those things, it is imagined that they don't have those things. That's, that's what Ben suffered from. Ben couldn't communicate what he wanted and what he sort of saw as a game philosophy was all about just trying hard and, and grit and tackle. And that may be unfair to him, but that's what all fans who think back will mostly most fans will pull from that era. So that that is my problem with Ch- Chad. Just, I'm sure is a great guy. I want him to win. I probably don't want him to get the full time job. No offense, Chad, because I want I want someone that is that is going to give us that sort of broader picture, that that forward looking picture. Give give us some data, talking points. Get get some get some get Lucy Russian to like fax you some like get a whiteboard XG stats. Get a whiteboard like... behind you at the press <laughs> conference. But like X's and O's, move some. Move some pieces around on the board. Do that. I, I mean, honestly, if, if we want to become the team that buys so fully onto data analytics, I think that's where we're heading right now. Um, at the very least, with the Lucy Russian hire and and sort of believing in data, that's a direction. That's an identity. Hey, we're going to be a team that's going to invest heavily in this in data analytics and soccer. We're going to be one of the first MLS sides to really like go full in on it. Not just you know a lot of the more um, you know intangible type scouting and we're going to go full into that. And that's what we're going to base our team on. That's fine. That's an identity. Um, moving on. I think, I think we can spend enough on less. I'm sure we're going to bring this up. This is going to be talked about a yep. lot. I'm sure fans are going to want to call in and talk about it. Uh, let's kind of 
speaking, speaking of which, speaking of which, 202-709-8441, yes. uh, we'll take your calls about anything you want to talk about, DC United. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's uh, talk. Uh, let's talk about uh, the potential rumored signing. Yeah. Of Gareth Bale. Uh, okay, so l- let's start with the timing of this rumor because I think that's important. Uh, let, let's be let's be clear. It was very much. I don't know if it came from Dave Casper. I don't know if it came from Lucy Rushton. I don't know if who who exactly it came from. We don't know for sure. Somebody from the team decided to put this out. I wonder why. And, it, and the, on the it, date it, that they did, I wonder why that was the case. It was very much a. Look over here. Look at this shiny toy. We might be doing this. Um, the, the, and not to say that it was like it was, you know, smoke and mirrors. It appears like, you know, they've had second round of talks. Talks are going on. Uh, and, it, you know, it is, while certainly not 100% guaranteed, I would put it pretty much where Rooney was at one point, probably, you know, somewhere in the 50 50 range or maybe a little bit lower than that. Um, certainly not something that is likely to happen or guaranteed to happen. Um, reading Welsh media a little bit or the Wales media, uh, it appears to be that it is very much dependent on how he does, how whether Wales makes the World Cup. I don't know if that's good or bad, whether that means he wants to stay fit and get minutes and games. Uh, so coming to, to DC would do that, um, or, or what exactly it means. But it is it is certainly something interesting. I, I am for the move because I'm for this team going out there, spending big, and taking risks. And this would be a massive risk for a lot of reasons. John, where do you, where do you fall on this? I think a yeah. lot of fans are opposed to it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's one of those things we have to know what the other possibilities are. Mm-hmm. And I've said this now every time we have a transfer. If DC United are linked with a player, there's something wrong with them. If if he's if he's that if he's a player that you're thinking the name is amazing, there's a reason why we're talking to him. The reason why we're talking to this player potentially is that he has a bit of a motivation problem with Real Madrid and has now for a couple of years. There have been injury issues. There have been issues about not necessarily discipline, but interest in, in training, lots of stuff about golf, which I'm apparently, I was scolded at making golf jokes, so I will not make any more golf jokes. He was sent on loan to Tottenham. He doesn't stick there. He's returned. Uh, so he's not the Gareth Bale you remember the first time he was in the Premier League. He certainly is a, a fantastic player. When he, when he is on and trying and healthy and motivated, he will torch MLS, without a doubt. The challenge is, what is his... The only thing that could potentially have him wanting to do that, like you said, Ted, is having a, having a World Cup place and trying to get in shape and ready for games. However, also, towards the end of that season, towards the, <laughs> towards the World Cup break, I feel like he could probably want to make sure that he preserves his body and doesn't get injured, doesn't have anything, doesn't have anything bad happen. I would prefer... Hey, this is John. I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to support our work and keep this train running on time, there's a couple of ways that you can support us. First, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Any amount you'd like to give is great. Our Patreons will get the full audio of our shows on Monday night every week, a day or three days earlier than everyone else. You could also subscribe to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash rfkrefugees. You can either use your own money or utilize your one free monthly subscription if you have Amazon Prime. And lastly, you could buy merch. We have stickers and scarves available on rfkrefugees.com, and we'll have t-shirts available later this season. We love doing this show for you guys and appreciate all the support we've received over the years. Now, back to the show. I don't know. I don't love this move, but it's not my money. And if they're able to get him and and Chad Ashton is able to motivate him to give him give give this player his best where Zinedine Zidane was not able to, then let's let's see. I guess it could happen. Here's here's where I think it seems to me 
like Gareth Bale, when he's at high pressure situations like Real Madrid, or he's in situations where he he's being criticized and the media is on him and hounding him, it does seem like he is uh, he he doesn't perform. And he might come here and have the you know Steven Gerrard attitude of just not not trying the Pirlo attitude. Yeah, perfectly pick, valid reason. Pick a guy. Pick a retire. Pick a retirement league guy. There's lots of examples, unfortunately. Perfectly valid reasons, and I agree with all of those. However, again, it's a it's it is again a massive risk. I think it's a risk the team should take because when he is on, if they can get him on, uh, he will absolutely light up this league. Mm-hmm. If he is 100, percent he could trend this team towards being MLS Cup contenders if they can get the most out of him. Um, in a way, they could. I mean, he would be a he would be an incredible player to have on this team. I. I want them to go out and make this and, and make this signing. Uh, maybe not MLS Cup contenders, okay. but I think it, I think it would push them. It would push them further up the playoff yes. picture, basically, yep. rather than you know barely making it into being solidly in. If, yep. he, if they again, if he performs eighth to sixth, I, maybe. Uh, I'd say fifth. I could say I, I could see fifth or fourth. Honestly, I could see top. I could see potentially top half if they get the most out of him. The question is: Is he a fit? Um, and will he, will he come here and perform? And that's the big question. Honestly, that's the question you're going to get about any European player. Uh, and also I, I take a little bit of offense. I, I think the fact that he's near the end of his contract certainly is playing a role in this. Uh, remember MLS also does have discovery rights. So basically he has to come to DC. DC United has placed the discovery rights. They are holding talks with him. Uh, so he really doesn't have a choice. I don't know. It could be a good fit from the, from that perspective. I think a lot of, a lot of things about, about him seem more focused on maybe how much he is personally criticized. And I don't think he would get that as much here. He's not going to be walking down the street of DC and have a DC United fan approach him and say, you were crap last game. Like he would at Madrid. Yeah. Just don't walk behind the supporters group section or in front of, uh, towards the end of the game. <laughs> or, or he, he is not going to have media follow him on the no. golf course. So that, that, that would be something that would be really different. Stephen Goff, Stephen Goff in a golf cart riding around with a little tape recorder. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I don't know. I, I, I think it could work here. I, I would be intrigued by the move if the team went out and did this. Um, I think it would certainly bring some interest to D.C., which, again, ne- not opposed to. Mesut Ozil or Gareth Bale? Gareth Bale. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I know that. <laughs> Unless Gareth 100%. Bale also has a coffee shop. We'll find out if 100%. that's the case. 100%. All right. We've made like 30 minutes. We haven't even talked about the game. Let's get that? into that at least a little bit. Yep. Uh, DC United versus New England Revolution. 3-2 victory. They get back on the win sheet. They snap a four-game uh, win the streak, a three-game home losing streak. Uh, let's talk about – let's talk good news. Let's talk about Taxi Taxi Arches Fontas. Having himself a game, bursting onto the scene, what did you make? Before I get into my thoughts, what did you make of his performance out there? Uh, technically brilliant. I mean, the, 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 volley, the volley goal for his first goal, mm-hmm. the patience on the second goal. Now, the second goal probably shouldn't have gone in. <laughs> the, the, the Brad Knighton uh, made a bit of a meal of that, uh, but that's okay. That's fine. He he just looked immediately switched on uh, in a way that makes me very excited. He looked to me the way Lucho did when he was at his peak, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that I think that's that's great. I think he's got the, the technical skills are there. He was pressing, which is important. He's a I think to the point of somebody in the comments, he is an international DP that's coming here that is got fully has the rocket up his butt like he is he is he is moving or he is pressing and moving and doing all the things that he's being asked to do already uh and that's great 
And that's that's what you want to see out of your player that you have paid the most for. Uh, yep. What do you think? I, I thought he was. I thought he was incredible. I thought he brought a sense of directness. Um, he seems to have no problem with the offense being on his shoulders, which I think is very important. Really, since Acosta, since Rooney, DC Knight has not had a player, <clears throat> Edison Flores, who mm. even even Ariola, I would say, didn't was it was very much a hard worker would run would run a lot, but didn't really have the ability to kind of say, nope, this is my offense. I'm going to be the one that's going to be, you know, creating the chances. I'm going to be the one who's going to be finishing them. I'm going to be doing everything. Sort of the more complete forward, complete, you know, attacking player that we saw from from Taxi in this game. And I think that's incredibly important. Uh, I think it's it's been a long, long time since we have had a designated player come in. I would say even with Rooney. I'm not sure Rooney really burst onto the scene. It took a couple games for him to get settled. Um, yeah, he scored his right. first goal against Tim Howard at home. I'm not sure how many games in that was for him. It, it was it was at least a couple of games in. Acosta. This is know, a job she, for our chat, by the way. <laughs> this is this is. Um, but I know he came on as a sub, similar to the. I know he came on as a sub against Vancouver, and again, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was in Germany at the time, so I was like hard for me to really like keep track of what was going on. I remember that very vividly, being like away while. Um, while uh, DC was opening up that stadium and Wayne Rooney was arriving. Good timing, really. Yep, very good timing. Excellent timing for me. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> but it did take a couple games for him to kind of get settled and really, really burst onto the scene. I don't think we saw out of his first start from Rooney like a team of the week, player of the week type performance like we saw out of Taxi. Uh, he seems like he is just, he just basically jumps. It, it's everything you want out of a signing that is going to turn your season around. He, he made his right in the locker room. He made history. Yes. Two goals and an assist. First time a player has ever done that in the first half of a debut. Yes. He fits right in with the locker room. You have players. You have the hug cam, which was brilliant. Um, he appears to be really connecting with uh, with Julian Gressel, which is great. They had a great one, too, in this game. Honestly, cannot be so happy with, with what we've seen from him. Gives me a lot of hope to the future. I know I was, I was panned, panned on the Discord about saying that one player cannot make a difference. In, in today's MLS. And I say, well, that's true. You know, it's 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 definitely requires more of a team. A really good to potentially great player can elevate a group of pretty good players. And you double down on that. And you double down on that tonight with a four-place improvement out of Gareth Bale, potentially, if he gets signed. <laughs> so Discord, <laughs> be prepared to hold Ted to account. He is on there. He's ready, he's ready to take you on yes. at a given time. But yeah, I mean, you know, I would like to see what his attitude is like when we're losing or maybe like on the road, like he, he is, he is certainly him and his agent. know he is on, uh, he's mining his P's and Q's after the way his exit to rapid Vienna <laughs> went. So he is going to be a great teammate. He is going to be as available as he can be to, to the team's eight PR department, all those things. And he should be, but I would like to see that, that hopefully that continues along no matter how the game goes. It's easy to be happy when you're winning, right? It's easy to, it's easy to be in a good mood when you're, Scoring two goals in your first your first start, and, I mean, I think this could be. I mean, this could be a visibility thing for him if he starts playing really well. He plays himself into the Greek national team. All those all those types of things are on the table for him. Or on to a bigger club in Europe. Yeah. That's fine. Listen, man, if we can recoup our if we can recoup <laughs> our money and just keep him turning in, that's fine by me. He doesn't have to be. I I remember when I was a fan originally. Any player that I that came to the club, I wanted them to be with that team for life. And I was like, I just want to no keep him, keep him, no matter what. 
if no, and, and because we don't know if this is a Lucy Rushton signing or if this is a Dave Casper signing, if it is a Lucy Rushton signing, she is pulling a player, not necessarily out of nowhere, but out of the out of the. <laughs> Out of that league, that's not that's not the one of the main leagues. And if, he, if she's able to identify a player that can come in and make an impact that way, and then he gets sold somewhere else in a year or two, perfect. Cycle him in, Lucy. I, find find him in Football Manager and keep bringing him in here. It's fine. <laughs> I think this has to be a uh, a Lucy. Rush. I think this is a Lucy Russian. I want it to be back. in my head canon. It is so. It is. We're just gonna I, go. With I that. think I'm sure they will say the team certainly had a role in it. I'm sure there was some approval process, but. I am pretty certain that this was at least driven in some way by by Lucy. By, Here's by the Lucy difference, Russian. right? In the past, this signing would have been made because the player's agent pitched the DC United on the move. That's usually how these, because we had no scouting department. Mm-hmm. We had Kurt Morsink just flying around South America and in, in Central America. And now, because it's our headcanon, we're going to say Lucy Russian you know, is a big Austrian Bundesliga fan, just loves it on the weekend, gets into, like, fringe <laughs> Greek players. <laughs> that's her. That's that's the pool she's searching from. Either way, great player. Let's talk about the rest of the things about this game that stood out. Yes. Uh, one thing that stood out uh, is Mr. John Kempen, the the proverbial whipping boy of every D.C. United For good fan. reason. Let's not, let's not front. For, for good reason. For good reason. Um, but... He had a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, post Lasada, that's I'm all going to drop in about that. <laughs> no, no. Let's, uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I think I think he had eight saves. Is that what it, is that what the the stat yeah. line was? I believe that was the case. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you remember, John Kempen had a great. I believe he came on as an injury substitution and won a game for his. I remember talking to him in a post game conference. He's going to be doing this for a bit. So Bill's out for I think four to six weeks. And Bill usually takes a little bit longer to recover, it seems like. So this may be for a while. I don't believe the signing for our Belgian goalkeeper, Romeo, uh, or Romo, <laughs> I still can't get it right, uh, has been formalized yet because I still think they're trying to figure out roster details, trying to figure out where they can stash an international spot, probably Kamarni Smith uh, or maybe Gasu Samake. Uh, yeah, I want to see him do it for a couple of weeks. That's all. I'm glad he did it. He, he, he made a difference. He looked actually rough in the first half, ironically. Excuse me. And he grew into the game. He did. He he looked pretty weak on some crosses. Uh, a couple mistakes in the first half, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, but then when the game went as <laughs> – I want to make sure we get your tweet in about the, the, the tale of two halves here. But in the second half, when the game sort of tilted a bit towards DC United's goal, he was – uh, he he did the job. He made a couple saves that were game savers. But yep. what did you, what did you say the two halves of this game were like? I mean, the first half felt like a Lasada first half. They gave up the goal early. Well, we should talk about that a little bit. Yep. Um, ball into the box. Not not a good job. I I don't know whether to blame the midfield for not pressuring, for not stepping back and pressuring. Uh, DC was a little bit out of sorts. Uh, Birnbaum was kind of marking nobody. I thought maybe he should have pushed up. Uh, maybe to meet that a little sooner or to recognize that a little quicker. Uh, so defensively, this team still has some problems and some issues they need to sort out. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's need of maybe a new signing to come in. Um, Hayden Sargis might be on the bench. He was red carded <laughs> apparently against Loudon. So he may make the bench for for for, 
for MLS. I'm not sure how that works. I'm not sure if you can do that or not. Um, but I, I thought defensively the team still has some some things they need to figure out. I thought Pines showed a little bit was pretty good. Um, but the first half was definitely for, for about the 15. After the goal, it was pretty much a Losada first half. It was pressing. It was everything that we saw from this. It was the uh, Austin the, first half. It was like they just repeated themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it, this game had a lot of parallels to that. And then the second half, you know, obviously having not having 10 men, thank goodness this time. Uh, yeah. In the second <laughs> half, in the second half, uh, the team sort of kind of sat back a little bit. I thought from about minute 45 to right around minute 80, pretty well managed. I think uh, I remember Altador maybe getting one chance. Uh, that was ruled offside again. Good save by. Uh, there's always, I always, I always think like goalkeepers should do that, regardless of whether it's offside or not, because you don't, you don't even want the player to like get the goal. Like, like even if you were onside, you did not, you were not, I, you were not going to get that goal. Um, so I thought that was like his best save of the day, but it, you know, doesn't count because it was offside. Uh, but the team sort of sat back. They subbed in. Uh, your boy Nigel Roberta came in. Yeah, uh, for uh, for taxi. Jackson Hopkins came in. A little less effective. In, he yeah, still looked little, pretty good though. He looked he looked pretty. De- he looked more effective than the the DP that played sixty five minutes of the game. Yeah, I, I think we can safely say now. Ted Kudu Pietro has leapfrogged uh, Griffin, Griffin Yao. Yao. Yep. He, he's getting more opportunities. Tony Ofaro made, made his appearance in the game around the eighty third minute when it was very clear that this team needed some defensive help. I believe he came in for Brad Smith. Uh, the team basically sat back and said, "We're gonna, we're gonna hold on to the lead, and we're gonna do that." And I'm not sure that's something Lasada would have done. And I think there is an importance to that mm-hmm. in the idea that you need to recognize the way the game's going, and sometimes you need to step back. And a lot of a lot of fans here were like, "No, go for it, keep pushing for it." Well, that's how we get instances like we've gotten several times for DC. So I think that was something that Lasada could never nail. And I think Ashton was p- perfectly happy to go make that game ugly. Uh, obviously, Kempik comes up with some huge saves. It probably could have gone the other way if he doesn't, if it's sort of, you know, non-human Kempin. Uh, certainly something to be concerned about, I think, for this team defensively that they couldn't really lock this game down. Yep. Um, but again, you're also playing a team. Yes, they're not playing well right now. Uh, but uh, Carlos uh, Carlos Gill is not a bad player. Buxa is not a bad player. They still had some really talented players in that attack. And DC did just enough to keep them off the scoreline um, and uh, and end up with the win. And I, I think at, that, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Uh, if they do that the rest of the year and they turn those games last year that they were losing, you know, 3-2 into 3-2 victories, then I think, I think we'll be fine. Controller Ball in here uh, says, hey, this might be a dumb question for someone coming to the sport from hockey but how did those two guys who mugged Kempen not result in a fight and uh <laughs> Kempen was asked a little bit about that after the uh in the, in the press conference after the game and he was uh very diplomatic about it and said you know they scored and then i have i have a right to get the ball out the ball is now ours uh they disagreed and they went for the ball and they grabbed my arm and then they grabbed it a little bit again and i don't blame them for it uh, but they can't do that. That's 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 basically the way he summarized it. Honestly, absolutely ridiculous. I believe so. They, they didn't show a replay of it. Nope. But More it was stadium. pretty. But it was pretty clear that so there was a wrestling for the ball. The ball is away, and I don't know who's on. I don't know if it's Buxa or somebody else. But someone very clearly, and maybe you maybe you saw from a different angle, grab it pushes or either grabs uh, Kempen's head and throws him to the ground. I didn't see that from where I was sitting, unfortunately. Uh, I saw it from the replay. In my opinion, should have at least been a yellow. I don't know if it even was given a yellow. 
could have very well been a red for violent conduct, putting your hands anywhere near the face. I am absolutely shocked that that wasn't at least reviewed, that there wasn't at least a review done of that. I am also surprised we have not heard whether there's going to be any type of suspension coming up for that because that very well felt like that should have been read. That was what I was most upset about was that that was not reviewed and that was not called. And I would love to hear pro discuss why that is because we have been told quite clearly hands to the face, anywhere near the face is a red. Now they'll probably say, well, it was a tussle. It was like this doesn't matter. Kempen is absolutely right. He has the ball. The kickoff will happen and you can't just go be wrestling the ball out of his hands. And in my opinion, that there should have been some sort of disciplinary action for that incident. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think also, I don't know the player exactly what player it was. I think Ted Cudipietro was the only player who sort of came to physical defense of Kempen. And if that's yeah. if that's the case, come on, boys, <laughs> we gotta <laughs> we got we gotta work on that. We gotta work on that a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Kempen also was like, and then I had to get treatment so that just took more time off the clock so not 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 great wisdom <laughs> by new england so i thought that was funny kempen is a is a nice guy i will say that yeah. i have seen him now in a number of press conferences i i you know i, I would like him to do well because that means the team does well i will not apologize for my analysis of his performance last year but uh I, he's a nice guy and i hope that he does well while while bill is out yeah Yep, hopefully he comes up. We're gonna need him. We got we got a road game against Columbus against another team that is uh, circling the drain. I, I swear, if DC wins, DC might claim another coach. It will not surprise me <laughs> if DC. I, I'm telling you, man, things are things are setting up for uh, for for Columbus and Caleb Porter. Uh, I, I think this is setting up to be a potential. And you want to talk about the one place DC played well on the road? It was against Columbus, um, and they're missing Jossie Zardes, who was traded to Colorado this weekend. Was. They do have Miguel Berry, who's still a good player. Uh, it seems like this was a way to free up a designated player spot so they can go get somebody, but they have inevitably... They're not getting him this weekend, so it yeah. don't matter to us. That's <laughs> fine. They can get whoever they want. Zell Ryan will probably still score a goal against us like he always does every single time. Uh, but, yeah, well, we didn't really... We, we talked so long about everything else, we didn't really get a time to do a good preview, but let's at least do a score prediction for this game. So you are, you've already said if United wins, you think probably, potentially... We 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 pull a uh, a Chris Armis. Who who else have we gotten fired? There have been mul- you have you're right. There have been multiple coaches, and I'm trying to think back over the over the years who that was who that was. And I, I think it was Toronto twice, right? We got Chris Armis and the. It, it was Chris Armis once and Chris Armis again. I'm pretty sure we played the role in at least one other coaching firing. I'll have to go back. Yeah, we're, yeah, we'll we'll check that out because I for sure that's I think there was three. Yeah, well, two two, co- two coaches twice and then three yes, but yeah two. We we have we have led, so this might be another victim we claim. I, I tell you, things are not going well in Columbus. I don't know if they'll pull the trigger necessarily on this, but <laughs> like some are... like some like some other teams who are very aggressive in their early season decision making. <laughs> um, but I mean, I I think it's a very high possibility that if if they lose bad enough, I think it's going to depend on how bad it is. If it's another like four one three four one defeat, very well, very well could fire him. What do you think it's going to um, be? Uh I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, two two. Two two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a draw. I'm gonna go uh, taxi, and um, I'm gonna assume Kamara gets the start back uh, and gets a goal as well. I will also go with a two two. I think that's a good score. I think that's right. 
the defense did not inspire confidence in that second half. No. And it's not going to magically get better, I don't think, here in a week of training. That, so That's that's basically, I mean, I guess other than Pines, who I guess maybe you have Nahar in there. I'll be curious because Nahar looked really he's good out, out left. He's out yeah. for, I think, three weeks. So this, yeah. not, there's, no, there's no Calvary coming. So that defense is going to have to just tighten up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it's it's it's. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think you're also going to have uh, Columbus looking to fly and and try to get it. But you know the high press system worked really really well. One team it worked really really well against was Columbus. Yep. Uh, so I'll be curious to see if Caleb Porter has an answer for it. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode of United 96 guys. It was a little bit of a long episode, but I, I felt it was, it was good. And we had a lot we needed to discuss. If you're listening on the live stream, stick around. We're going to have uh, kindred spirits talking about the Washington spirit. Uh, it's been a, it's been a great week weekend of soccer for me. All my teams won. The kickers just wrapped up a two, one victory. It's been great. It's been awesome. All right, guys. <laughs> John's no, by the way, fine. guys, uh, by the way, guys, uh, donate to our Patreon, uh, to the one person who said, where was the Patreon, uh, where was the the show? That's the one on time me. we I, blew it. The one time. Yes, I apologize, you guys. I, I'm sorry about that. I'm I'm trying to make it better. It was a wild week for me. I do apologize for that. But guarantee you, you guys will get the early access on our Patreon if you could donate. You can donate any number you want, and you get access to that free to that feed. Uh, whilst we're working on some other things for you guys as well, so definitely get on get in on that early. And and be be prepared next week. We're gonna figure it out. There's gonna be a free ticket to every remaining DC United home game that will be available. Definitely if you're watching the show or listening to it, potentially if uh, you're a Patreon subscriber or a Twitch subscriber. We'll, we're going to iron that out next week. Details to come. Yep, absolutely. And also, um, you can also donate on Twitch right here on the stream. You got the Amazon Prime subscription. Just throw it right to us. You just sign up with your Amazon Prime. Throw that right to us. We really appreciate it. Guys, uh, also, we got merch as well. Definitely check out our merch. Our here at com slash merch. There you go. Boom. All right, drop in the, drop in the last... <laughs> Dropping the last thing in there. All right, guys. We will catch you guys next week talking DC United. Vamos. Vamos.